So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. You're fired are the words that some WWE talent may be hearing this week. Brian Alvarez is reporting that possibly some WWE talent may be getting the cut from the company. Plus, we got some more news on MJF and Tony Khan. What's going on with the situation? Tony Khan doesn't want to comment. Apollo Crews makes his way to NXT and now is part of the NXT roster. Monday Night Raw saw a huge bump in the ratings after Hell in a Cell, as well as NXT, and WWE is planning to have a partnership with Vice TV to work on an upcoming project later this year. There's a lot to get into in today's edition of The Top Story. Share the link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! It's the top story of the day here on Sports Keto Wrestling. I'm Jose G. Next to me is my compatriota, Jeremy Bennett. What's up, broski? What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. We got lots to get into today. Another busy news day here at Sports Keto. As always, guys, make sure you are liking, sharing, and subscribing to the channel. We are well over 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for the support. Continue showing the support by liking and slamming that notification bell so you never miss whenever we drop brand new content. If you're watching us on Facebook, make sure you tag your friends in the comment section so they can join in on the conversation and share today's show in your favorite wrestling group. So let's get into it. Lots to get into. Big news today. Looks like we're going to get another round of releases, possibly sometime this week or very, very soon here, Jeremy. What's the story? Yeah, uh, Brian Alvarez from uh, Wrestling Observer was recently on the Brian and Vinny and Craig show. A lot of ands in that show. Uh, And he explained, of course, the new policy. We talked about this on Top Story before. The new policy where uh, recruits are, are given a few mere months to show in-ring improvement and if you're not showing that improvement you're out the door much like uh, what happened with uh i guess uh, you could say harlan for example parker bordeaux he was uh i guess not showing improvement even though he looked like to seem be seemed like a blue chipper looked like brock lesnar's son but he was fired and uh, so alvarez on the show quote every six months they evaluate you and if you aren't getting better then you're done for uh, you're done for and apparently they've made some evaluations <laughs> including some names you would know so we might get some changes coming to nxt 2.0 not a cancellation some people might be canceled yeah at this point it's almost like we we, we could expect these cuts 
every six months. I'm not sure if this is going to be every quarter, but we could probably start seeing these cuts a little bit more frequently, you know, every six months or so. Uh, Parker Bordeaux was a great example where if you're not catching along and if you're not performing well in the ring or, or, or just getting over, you're out of here. There's no tolerance for it. Um, and I mean, and I can understand that, you know, you're spending a lot of money on developing these, the, you know, these people uh, to come up to make it onto the you know, main roster and, you know, go global. Uh, but, you know, it's not meant for everyone. Kevin, Kevin's joining us here. Kevin, you finally got some audio on our on your side. Yes, finally. Uh, no, I mean, here's the thing. This is with WWE and everyone goes off of them. Oh, they're an awful corporation. They're an awful corporation. They're releasing talent. They're doing this. But they're trying to run an operation where they make superstars. Like that's exactly. the stated, that's the stated goal. Why would they keep people if they're not there yet? And not, and, not everybody's cut out to be a superstar. And I, I, I feel cruel saying that, but it's also, I think at the NXT level, people don't, I, I don't think are going to have as much anger. At least fans won't because they haven't been really attached to those characters just yet. It's mm -hmm. at some level or not. Exactly. Uh, but you you release Bray Wyatt, everybody loses their mind. Vince is out of touch. Da, 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 da. Alvarez did say it's going to be some names we know, though, this time around, possibly. Mm. You know, and it could also just be a sense of, hey, you're not you're not doing anything. Doesn't look like you want to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, or hey, you're not in a position where we think you are. Or creative has nothing for you, pal. Like we've heard that before too, right? Uh, oh yeah. And, and it's releases is the word that's attached to WWE. Other companies just let your contract go out, and then you quietly get to you know disappear and fade out, right? Uh, so it's it's how they want to handle their business. I don't think it's I don't think this is a shocking story to anyone, uh, but it's it's specifically saying that they're doing this with NXT, where they said that, and now they're doing it. So I, I mean, I don't know why anyone should be aggravated about it, but if people want to be mad at WWE for the sun coming up in the morning, they will be, you know. So there it is. I mean, the thing is also that WWE's been very transparent on telling us, listen, this is what's going to happen. Don't, you know, don't be surprised when this happens. And we're right around the corner from this happening. And I've already seen tons of comments already in the in the in the chat mm -hmm. where, oh, this is, you know, this is Vince's fault. WWE's going to go downhill because of it. No. no, guys, he's doing the best thing. And I'm not trying to be a WWE apologist. I'm not trying to no. be a Vince McMahon uh, apologist. That's Kevin's job. I'm a business person as well. Shut I'm up, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm a business person as well outside of reporting wrestling news and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that I do outside of the camera. And from a from a business standpoint, you have to do whatever you have to do to make your business as best as possible. And if that means cutting some and trimming some of that fat out of that NXT roster, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise at all. They they called their shot and here we are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Alvarez might not have any news. He might just say, well, it's a few months afterwards. So let's just make mm -hmm. this news, you know, and, and here you go. Hey, some pretty cool stuff here. Um, from fightful, uh, check out, uh, I think it was Big E's Twitter account, uh, or Titus's let's see here. Uh, but, uh, Big E attending a, uh, a hockey game with Titus O'Neill. Good to see him out and about still sporting a neck brace too, by the way. Uh, but, uh, uh, it was, uh, attending, uh, a game there with uh, it looks like a Tampa Bay Lightning game with uh, Titus O'Neill. So good to how see many, him. How many months removed from the neck break for him? Now? I don't know, man. Oh, it's been already about three three months. February, now. wasn't it? Yeah, around that. Yeah, around that's that. when the injury was. So yeah, it's been about three or four months now. Yeah. Uh, uh, back on topic here, Jim Thorne with different people. Why not move the NXT stars that are doing well up and not make things more interesting? Well, the thing is, I then you're talking about talent you already know on television disappearing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and so exactly. then you, then you guys are going to get mad. 
Um, <laughs> but that's a that's a matter of competing for spots and competing to be on the show and and taking the roles they write for you and doing the best you can with them and and competition. And that's, actually, that's healthy. That's actually something Champa actually alluded to earlier today at the on the bump. Um, when he was uh, talking about his move from NXT to Raw. And he's like, listen, it's starting all over again. I have to make a name for myself all over again because this is a bigger platform. So I'm starting all over again, and I'm just trying to find myself in in, 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 in situations or opportunities where I can take advantage of and I can get noticed. That's where his mentality is right now. So just because you come up to, from NXT into the main roster doesn't mean you're going to get a rocket push immediately. There no. are some exceptions. You look at Raquel uh, Rodriguez right now. I mean, she's been in title contention now for several weeks. She's in the she's in the top spots in the in the women's division on SmackDown, and yeah. she two pop two popular baby. names walk out of the company. You get a spot going up. People leave. That's what I'm getting injured. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's all about opportunity, but don't expect any NXT stars to make big waves. We have some that are the exception, but the majority, usually it takes a few months. Yeah, for I mean, a big, a big splash yeah, on the main roster guy. That's like a guy that's probably ready right now. is Carmelo Hayes, but he gets called up. He's probably going to be paired with trick Williams as a tag team. You know, he ain't mm-hmm. going to be a single star right away. So, uh, but you know, guys like that, uh, and I mean, Ciampa right I mean, now, what? all he's doing, all Ciampa's doing is attacking people from behind. That's all he's done so far. We haven't really yeah. had a promo or anything. One from person him. that I have a really good feeling that could do amazingly well would be Grayson Waller on SmackDown if you put him with Happy Corbin. Those mm-hmm. two guys are just so annoying and so <laughs> heelish that he, they, they would just get those that boo response in a heartbeat and people already hate Grayson Waller. So yeah. Yeah. He, he works pretty well with Tiffany Stratton too, for the same reasons. And uh, obviously Braun breaker, Vince is going to love a big guy that can move like that. So, uh, you know, Braun's going to probably get every chance that uh, he gets once he gets called up, which who knows, uh, probably after he drops that title, you'd assume, but you never know. Could be. Could be. We, Absolutely. We have but another we- update here on this Tony Khan MGF story as it turns, don't we? Yeah, we absolutely do here. We got we did get a fightful select uh, on some information regarding this whole trajectory and logistics of MJF and now probably going another route, maybe not doing WWE immediately. There's a lot of things going on here. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, from Fightful Select today, uh, they were told at some point the day before the meet and greet and flight booking, MJF had spoken with Tony Khan at Rampage though not sure what the conver- how the conversation went or or if that led to what happened the following day when he uh, did not appear at the meet and greet. Uh, MJF was not present at the Warner Media party after party on June 1st, uh, which was after Dynamite there when a lot of executives were in attendance. Of course, he cut that, uh, that famous promo from last week. Uh, MJF was not at Rampage in Ontario this past Friday, which was a live show mm-hmm. uh, near the Young Bucks home. Uh, he did not travel with All Elite Wrestling after Dynamite. They heard from numerous sources that MJF remained in Los Angeles for several days, which leads to some credibility uh, on another rumor that Fightful Select has confirmed. Uh, they have confirmed it now, though. Not So it's no longer a rumor. I know. MJF has had growing interest in pursuing Hollywood opportunities, according to his friends, as well as consistent fightful sources mjf has been speaking more about the possibility of getting into acting 
He mentioned in an interview with Ariel Hawani, the same one that helped start the issues between he and Tony Khan. Uh, he claimed to have uh, recorded a voiceover for an animated role that'll come out next year. And people within AEW have heard MJF has had meetings set up at last week in LA uh, to possibly explore explore that route. Many have heard that he's been mentioning getting into acting as far back as this past March. I mean, it makes sense. He's a larger-than-life personality. The guy has uh, an ability to connect with an audience, which is something any wrestler needs, but he has that probably more than other facets of his uh, arsenal uh, to entertain that people understand. A lot of people say he's just a talker. He's not a good wrestler, which is ridiculous. I think he's a fine wrestler. Yeah. And... uh... Somebody's getting is that some a yard fart or done. a weed whacker? What is going on there? Some yard work done. I think it's my neighbor upstairs. All right. <laughs> uh, Tell him to change his diet. Coming here by Toronto. There's a vac. Is a vacuum. Uh, watching us on Twitch. Uh, MJF will be a great douchebag actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna cast you as the role of douchebag guy number one. I mean, if anyone can do Hollywood, MJF would be that person. If you if if you guys remember. The whole uh, bit with Chris Jericho where they did that whole musical. I forgot what was that called? The Celebration or something? Or I forget what the hell it was called. Uh, a few years ago on AEW Dynamite. That was fantastic. That got rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, and and the guy just does such a great job of being hated. I think he could do a pretty good job uh, doing some acting stuff. Frantic World says they could see MJF in those Showtime Billions show. Uh, yes. Shout succession. out. Shout out Dan Soder, crackle, crackle the bonfire over on Sirius XM. Like him on that show a lot. Uh, MJF, uh, Stephen Chambers saying MJF doing car shield commercials. Well, he can sing. He's a triple threat. Maybe he goes to Broadway. Maybe he skips Hollywood, goes right to Broadway. We'll see what happens here. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. There, there's a lot of connections when you're on television and you, and you can really get some exposure. And he's not the first guy to do this. Other, Obviously, The Rock is the greatest example. Rock just dropping that new Black Adam trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it. Looks all right. Looks all right. Looks pretty cool. There's some cool visual effects in it. He looks, he looks like a badass in it. Uh, can MJF be a villain in a superhero movie? You know, like that's the ideal thing that you want to be now. You want to be in a big franchise. Uh, he can play a villain. <laughs> like, like, like that's kind of proven. That isn't a, uh, a hard thing. Could he be an endearing character? Does he need to be endearing? Who knows? There's a lot of possibilities for him, but we don't know where this whole um, MJF leaving or wanting to leave AEW story is going. Obviously, at some point it was real and it got turned into a storyline. He has until the beginning of 2024 on his contract. What else he will do with the company, we don't know. Will he be on Dynamite tonight? We don't know. Uh, it appears that he is still in Los Angeles in t- some form or another. That's the last we heard of him. Where in the world is MJF? And is where Carmen in the world- San Diego? Yeah, no, MJF. Where uh, Max Freeman. MJF. Yeah, so where is he going? What is he doing? It's it, he, They certainly want you to be questioning everything he does. Apollo Crews made a big splash on this week's NXT. He has been in the lower card next to nowhere direction of WWE, though he had a big uh, run last year in 2021 as the Intercontinental Champion. He got to take the title off Big E and did some, uh, you know, some pretty cool things last year, but kind of slid pretty hard in 2022. Now he shows up on NXT, uh, suddenly doesn't have his accent anymore, and is going after NXT champion Braun Breaker. I actually like this. He got a big response. He had a big name there. This makes sense. If NXT is your AAA where you can rehab guys and get them going again or have them 
give the rub to somebody like else, like MJF has done, like, excuse me, like uh, AJ Styles has done. Uh, we had Sasha Banks and Naomi do that for a while as well. You can do some exciting things with talent like this. I think this is a cool idea. I like that WWE is still doing this and Apollo is the right guy to do it with. Yeah. I said it in our, po- our post show that we did on Sunday afternoon is like, you know, there, there's absolutely nobody in the roster that really can challenge Braun Breaker now. They're to a point where they haven't built up anybody. The only guy was Grayson Waller. And mm-hmm. then he appeared in the first segment with the North American guys, which, you know, you know, and I said this, uh, I, I said this on a uh, another show that you can believe in late, uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, you know, the Cameron or uh, Carmelo Hayes might be right. That North American title might be the A title right now. Because a lot of the best guys in NXT are fighting for that right now, with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Grayson Waller, with Solo Sakai, uh, with uh, Cameron Grimes, and uh, you know, so this might th- that might be the best championship of the two right now, because uh, mm-hmm. there really is was nobody there, so it was a nice surprise to see Apollo Cruz uh, come out and got a great ovation. Uh, that we might get to see the the Uha Nation that that we knew and loved in the Indies. We might finally get to see that in NXT. Uh, fun fact: Apollo Cruz was uh, used so little in NXT before he got called up. He never even had a feud in mm-hmm. NXT. He yeah, barely, he was he was he was only there a little while. Yeah, yeah, he was there maybe like not even a whole month though. Never wow. had a feud in NXT. Uh, so Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, reporting that he is officially and internally listed as part of the NXT roster. So is Commander Aziz. So this could be more of a Finn Balor situation where they're sticking around a lot longer than a Natalia or an AJ Styles. Uh, but still a very cool moment. And uh, Al, it was even another surprise to see him team with Solo last night. I figured it was going to be Cameron Grimes and out comes Solo to team up with, uh, uh, with uh, Solo and uh, Apollo. And it's kind of funny. Remember when? Uh, uh, remember when Apollo was uh, had that little meeting with Roman on SmackDown backstage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call back to that last night. I absolutely really uh, love this uh, for Apollo, and we've seen this uh, throughout the last year, ever since the revamp of NXT 2.0, where we're seeing more Raw and main roster stars come down to NXT, spend you know three, four, have a short program in NXT, and then come back. We've seen it with AJ. We've seen it with Finn. We've seen it with Dolph and Rude, and now we're seeing it. We've seen it with Mandy Rose, who's NXT champion, and now we're going to see this with Apollo Crews. This could only be good for Apollo, so I'm excited to see him. I wonder how Commander Aziz fits in the whole thing, if we're going to see him in NXT, if he's going to be aligned with Apollo Crews or not. From the from from what I gathered yesterday, it doesn't look like it. It looks like he's just going to be running his own thing. He doesn't have his accent anymore. His gear's completely changed. Uh, I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, I said it with Rick last night. I go, you should put you should just put Aziz in a, in Omos in a tag team. <laughs> yeah, for real. That'd be insane. But now I've, apparently Aziz is on NXT too, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. What they do? Does he do like more of a Dabakato thing? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're dropping the Nigerian stuff, so maybe does he do? Maybe is he going to be a Aziz? Is he going to be Dabakato? Uh, you know, he, he could be somebody completely different now, uh, or go back to what he was when they did the Raw Underground thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto with a lot of eights is uh, texting and saying wrestling ratings war, baby. We have some wrestling ratings to talk about here with Monday at Raw and NXT. Raw saw a significant increase. Now it's worth noting the week before is Memorial Day, which is always just they always take that day. It's a holiday. Uh, it always seemed to be in that position. But this is the post Hell in a Cell pay per view, which was well received. 
trended very well on almost every sing- single social media platform and was high on Google Trends as well going into Monday morning. A lot of people talking about what Cody Rhodes is doing with a torn peck getting in there. I was at the show. A lot of people walked out of it. Well-received main event considering all the circumstances, I would say that. Even a lot of people even just questioning how did he even do it or should he have done it, right? Uh, now, that affected the raw rating here. Is the raw rating uh, had an average viewer audience over the three hours of nearly 1.8. This is the high, one of the highest shows they've had this year so far. And, and a significant one, and you got to ask yourself, uh, is Cody Rhodes the reason that fans are tuning into Raw? Is he the guy that people can galvanize behind? And what's it going to be like when he's not on the show and he can't be on the show with this injury for the next few months? Oh, that was absolutely tied directly to Cody and after what happened at Hell in a Cell last mm-hmm. night with yeah. the torn pectoral and to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. The, that that was absolutely tied to that. And, of course, you had made, made you think Rollins made you think he was going to be the baby face to replace Cody with some respect. And then he comes back to the sledgehammer. And then later on, we find out edge is going to probably be the baby face that replaces Cody while he's out. So, uh, it was a, a pretty good raw and a good main event, uh, with the, uh, the women to determine the number one contender and, and a great tag team match as well. So it was a very solid raw. So it, it's no surprise that they came in hot because of Cody and stayed because it was actually a pretty good show. Yeah, I mean, good numbers overall. They're up against NHL playoffs, which yeah, WD can hang with that in terms of the sporting leagues. But it's playoffs. More people will watch it, so they did very playoffs. well considering that. Playoffs. Playoffs. I mean, you had Plus, won- NHL's been fire this year, too, the yeah. playoffs. And, and very good. For, a lot you, more you, got, viewers you get the Canadian teams in there. There's a, a lot of people want to check it out, though, too. Uh, so you had the first hour of the show getting almost a 1.9. Uh, so that's a lot of people. You know, Raw's been in the territory of, you know, a 1-3 to – uh, a one five for a long time. This is this is a really good number for them, and it's and it's and it shows something. But it makes you think: what's going to happen without Cody? There is it all Cody, or is it just telling compelling stories and, with compelling characters? And it's not just uh, WWE either. I mean, AEW had about almost two hundred thousand pay per view buys mm-hmm. uh, for Double or Nothing. So I think I, I think as a whole, I think people are starting to gravitate more to pro wrestling again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, if Dynamite finally breaks that million number tonight, especially with all the drama with MJF. So I, I think overall, a lot of people are just starting to kind of uh, get into pro wrestling right now. Yeah, and, and also with uh, not only the whole MJF situation, but you also got you know Punk really relinqu- relinquishing the title last Friday on Rampage, so that we got yeah. that whole other situation going down on on uh, on AEW. You, so it'll be good. You, it'll be ha- interesting to see what happens. Who do you guys got winning the battle royal tonight? To kick off dynamite, I got. A, I, I, the thing I is, it's so pick. hard. I don't think it's easy to say. It's a wide open thing. It's a wide open thing. I think Moxley is a lock for this pay per view match. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who. Uh, it's uh, we're who, who do you think faces Moxley in the main event tonight? Yeah. Oh man, I want to see. It's a hard pick. Daniel Bryan in this in this battle. I, I originally picked that, and uh, Rick, uh, Rick, Rick was telling me he's probably still hurt after that that minor injury he suffered, so he might be out a couple weeks yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick is Malachi Black. Hmm. Hmm. I can be a good pick. I mean, Wardlow. Wardlow's on a path right now. He could be. He could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you got you to pick. You got to pick somebody you can beat. I don't think yeah. you can beat Wardlow right now. You know what I mean? You got to. You got to pick somebody you can win that match. Go up, lose to Moxley, and they're going to be fine. So, yeah. are we going to have any New Japan people in this battle royal? That's very also- interesting. That'd be, interesting. That'd be interesting too. But I mean, they've been. They've been Mox and Tanahashi have been wanting this for years. So I don't now that Punk's out of the equation, this is the perfect chance to to get that together. So I think we're we're all but set with Mox and Tanahashi at, at Forbidden Door. If you didn't Guys, catch it, WWE. I'm sorry, uh, Jose. I didn't mean to cut you off. What are you uh, yeah, no. I just wanted to uh, let everyone know, and just a quick reminder tonight, uh, yes. immediately after Dynamite, 
We have Getting Over on Twitch with myself and Jeremy. We're going to be running down what went down on Dynamite. Plus, we're going to be playing GM mode, right, Jeremy? Yeah, we'll be uh, uh, continuing our GM mode. We got through a couple of weeks uh, last week as we uh, tried to build SmackDown, tried to hire some guns. We hired some free agents in the market. We still have that. We still have that trigger to pull on a legend that we can get for free too. Uh, mm -hmm. Little thing there as we uh, kind of head up against Shane McMahon and uh, Monday Night Raw. So we'll continue that. Of course, um, the first ten or fifteen minutes we'll take and talk about Dynamite. Uh, so then we'll have a little uh, little CPU on CPU action there to to uh, uh, kick things off. And then we'll get back into the GM mode and uh, pick up where we left off last week. But yeah, uh now it's confirmed every Wednesday. Every Wednesday after Dynamite. There we so go. Every on. Wednesday, right after Dynamite. Make sure you follow the Twitch and stuff like that, too. We'll get clips on our other uh, platforms and things like that. Roland Curtis, always supporting the channel. Thank you so much, Roland. He says, uh, sending us a super chat here. He said, good for Apollo. He struggled with the Nigerian accent. I don't know <laughs> if he really struggled because, like, the first few months of it, that he won the Intercontinental Championship. He had all these promos on SmackDown. Well, he is Nigerian, um, ain't he? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he could, he could probably turn it on and turn it off. Some people I mean, say it's it was a phony thing. Maybe they didn't like it in front of live crowds. <laughs> Kevin, it was it was a fake accent. I know because I know Apollo Cruz. He doesn't speak like that, Kevin. Uh, we we were talking about ratings. NXT also saw a ratings bump this week following NXT in your house, an eventful show that uh Jeremy and I covered. I thought this was a very good show that needed to be good for NXT 2.0. It's a show that that needs to have good shows. To remind you it's there that there's some talent on the rise that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, WrestleNomics is coming out with some information about it here, saying that the viewership was around 675,000 for this week's episode. It is the highest rated show since the beginning of May. It received a 23% week-to-week increase from the week before. That's pretty significant. Uh, and it had a strong number with the uh, the core demographic of 18 to 49, 21% up there. It ranked number 22 overall in the demo. Uh, they did have to go up against America's Got Talent and the NHL Eastern Conference Finals. It is not the top show in all of wrestling, but good numbers for them and, and a good sign that, you know, if they have a hot weekend, WWE is a hot weekend like they had, more people are going to tune in afterwards and want to see what's going to happen. Tell good stories, have good characters, people want to check it out. Yeah, my uh, my uh, podcast partner from, from my previous podcast, he was like, yeah, this is like one of the best NXT, one of the, probably the one of the best NXTs of the 2.0 era. It was a very solid show. A very good start with uh, the, like I said, probably the A division, the North American title division with everybody that's involved in that. Uh, that was a great start there. Um, it was good to see Roxanne Perez become uh, win the breakout tournament. I, th I fully believe she's going to knock off Mandy Rose. Uh, you might get Indy and uh, Cora Jade knocking off uh, uh, Gigi and JC. So, uh, you know, that, that toxic attractions call up is desperately needed especially on the smackdown side of things uh so i would it, i would love to see them on top. yeah i think that'll be good yeah and uh we're, if, we're gonna get if, hey if naomi and <clears throat> sasha aren't gonna be around that's that's a team to go with you know we'll uh, team. we'll learn uh we'll learn about who the druids are uh for joe gacy <laughs> probably gyv is my guess because they've been off tv since the druids appeared and uh the debut of uh giovanni Vin uh, vinci uh, the uh, formerly known, known baby Nightmare. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna get his chance to shine by himself and see uh, uh, see what he can do. So uh, and now you got Apollo Cruz in there, and and word is Aziz is on his way. So v some new some v new uh, new blood v coming in. 
to NXT. So it's a uh, it's it's probably only going to get better from here. Before we get to this story here with WWE and a new Vice TV show they're working, I need you to do one thing. All of you watching right now, In take three. this. All right, all right. In three, two, one, hit the like button. All right. Hit that like button right now. It really, really helps us climb up the old internet ladder. Uh, we appreciate it. The bosses appreciate it. All those good things. Mr. Keita loves it when you do that. Mr. Keita sends us such we nice also, notes. We, we also want to give a big shout out to all your viewers because you have you guys have shown so much support to the top story that we are the number one show on Sports Keita Wrestling. So we want to thank you so much for all the support. We appreciate all the shares, the likes, the comments, the engagement. We appreciate you, and we love you. So thank you so much for the support. Or blow you internet kisses. Uh, let's get into this story. WWE has so many different TV partners right now. They're doing Raw and NXT with NBC Universal. Obviously, they're doing SmackDown, the number one show in all of professional wrestling right now on weekly television with Fox. And they've done projects with Netflix. They have a standing documentary deal with A&E. So what is next? Another TV show, another upcoming Vice TV project. Vice TV is a cable outlet that kind of has more alternative stories of the world. And they aired the uh, controversial Dark Side of the Ring series the past few years. WWE getting involved with it. Some WWE personalities not under contract. Some of them are. WWE has been the focus of some episodes of Dark Side of the Ring and has participated in some and not participated in more controversial other stories. Um, You know, one I was surprised they had Jerry McDivitt, their lead their lead legal advisor kind of just go completely on the record with them about the steroid trial from the 1990s uh, that WWE and Vince McMahon had to deal with. Uh, So you had some of those stories they're into. Now they're going after Evan Husney and his team. Evan's a great, great documentary creator. He's the guy who came up with the idea of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I got to interview him years ago. Very, very smart guy. Uh, They're going to be working with his team on a new project, and WWE's going to be involved in it. Tell me about it. Yeah, recently talked to Essie Scoops and uh, a new Vice show. It's going to be a departure from Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is currently on hold, and you know, word was that it created a toxic uh, environment with all the accusations, especially coming from the plane ride from hell. Jim Ross has vowed to never work on the show again. Uh, this is going to be a complete departure from the Dark Side of the Ring. It's going to be like a campfire talk session telling about the old days of wrestling so it's gonna be you know maybe something like table for three something like that uh where they talk about just some stories of the old days um those who are involved with the project are saying it's going to be more sanitized is the uh, word they put in quotes and looking for a september premiere date for this show i don't think every show when you do documentaries has to be this like grand shoot thing you know, and, and I, I don't know where it stands with another season of Dark Side of the Ring. Can you do two of these type of shows in the same network? You know, they've tried Dark Side of the 90s and Dark Side of other things. Well, they're doing they're, this is a completely different. Yeah, but I'm just saying vice format. in general, like vice yeah. in general. They've they've gone for that tone with other genres of entertainment and sports. Well, TNT's doing it now with the Rich and Famous series. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and now it's sort of being like, all right, it sells. <laughs> It sells, but d- does it get burnt out like zombies did? You know, like Walking yeah, Dead will stay around, but like zombies, zombies never- will never die. You know? Yeah, I-, I know exactly what you're saying because it's like, all right, like once you've seen one or two WWE documentaries, you kind of almost seen all of them, right? Like the one documentary There's about some they're doing, they're doing a Monday at Wars one on A and E, and I know that's what I'm saying. It's like once on you've it. seen these documentaries, yeah, you kind of know the stories behind these documentaries. But now, from what I'm gathering from this partnership, this is going to be like campfire stories. It's like, oh, I'm going to tell you about this one time. 
Ric Flair got naked and uh, spinned his penis like a helicopter, you know, <laughs> you know, like something like that, you know, uh, I mean, just other stories, but not to the degree and the grittiness and the darkness that Dark Side of the Ring was producing. All right. So we're going to have wrestlers around a campfire. All right. Okay. Road stories. I'm down for that. You know, I'm, but, but wrestling is a world filled with stories that we've heard. Some mm-hmm. we could hear again, some we could hear before. And WWE understands that its lore and the culture around it is something that's very compelling. So they have to monetize it and do something with it and create and create a new whole other thing with it. They did that with the network on the first incarnation of the network. They're doing it with WWE Peacock Network now. Uh, so it, it's I don't blame them. You know, as long as they can tell these and they're entertaining, I'm down for it. It is interesting that they're working with the dark side of the ring team because that's a team that knows how to like do these recreations and like the way they do the kind of like those like off focused, like dramatizations of everything and the animations and other stuff like that. I enjoy that. Like there's some, there's something compelling about the way you visually do a documentary when you don't have the footage and dark side was able to do that completely. <laughs> is that the Conrad Thompson emoji there that we just saw? Yeah. The Conrad Thompson emoji. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I mean, good, good on WWE for saying like, Hey, we want to keep doing something that's adventurous and not a little bit out of the box. And I do think working with vice is you, you're not going to be on vice. If you're not doing something that isn't just like a left turn when people think you're going right. Cause that's kind of what you're doing with A&E. All right. They're doing documentaries and all the big names. All right. What's the out there story that we can tell that's still going to be compelling and different. And that and that's the type of stories that Vice likes to tell as a network. And it's interesting that WWE is saying, yeah, if you're going to do these stories about us anyway, why aren't we just involved in it? You know, I mean, if they're going to keep doing um, and, and we're going to close out here in just a few minutes. But um, if they're going to keep doing like these documentary style programming, mm-hmm. they should just put the money back in Camp WWE and bring me season three of Camp WWE <laughs> because right? that show was gritty and funny and just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was good. Some of it was good. Some of them were not. It depended on episode to episode. But I also, the best episode of that is when uh, Vince Van doing the voice of himself. He's the only oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the only wrestler that does his own voice on the show, which is kind yeah. of interesting. And there's one where he makes like a young Triple H. They're all like kid versions of the wrestlers. He makes a young Triple H take him on a date. If you can take me on a date, you can take my daughter on a date. Ha ha. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty ridiculous. It, uh, yeah. It was so good voicing his own character. It was just amazing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have a lot to cover in this episode. You can go back and check out about a possible reported wave of potential releases in WWE NXT, all of the different ratings bumps that we've seen after WWE Hell in a Cell and after AEW Double or Nothing. A lot to check out on this episode if you joined us late. Don't worry, you can watch it on demand. And you can get us on demand five days a week on Sports Key Wrestling on Facebook Watch, YouTube, Twitch, and in our podcast channels. Go ahead and subscribe to us on all your different podcast apps. If you haven't done so, rate us on the podcast apps. Thank you guys who have put us on the charts in India, Pakistan, Australia, number one once again in Ireland, and the United States, Canada, and beyond. Thank you guys so much. Really, really appreciate it. Follow me on the Instagram. I just put up a new comedy clip, my stand-up comedy. I'm doing more stand-up Love comedy it. shows. Love it. Talking about uh, sharks. I just uh, did one about just getting people ready for uh, Shark Week coming up. And that's over <laughs> on my that's on my Instagram. You can follow me at Kev Kellum six at Kev Kellum six. What do you got, boys? Uh, guys, as always, I'm always here on the top story. So give me a follow on my Instagram, on TikTok and on Twitter at Jose G right here. Official underscores in between the G. Jeremy, before you sign off, people want to know if you ever figured out that laughing that you apparently thought you heard 
at the end of Hell in a Cell well, that you thought may have been a Bray Wyatt teaser, but we're not no, sure what it was. It's probably just reverb and just the way it re- it bounced off the arena. But I wasn't the only one that heard it. I, a lot of other people heard it too. So okay, all right. So you you may be the only one here. Uh, Chungus Khan uh, saying, "I hope WWE releases from the limbo uh, the slate of their program. Hey, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens here." <laughs> well, uh, Chungus Khan, good luck to you and your future <laughs> endeavors. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the channel. Really, really appreciate it. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. Watch Getting Over Tonight on Twitch after AEW Dynamite. And remember, when watching wrestling, do this one thing. What's that? You have to take a deep breath, let it go, and remember, enjoy wrestling. Yeah! Max? Max? Do. Pre- Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out!